Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I have the honor and privilege of serving hundreds of small business clients, uh, helping them start, launch, and grow their businesses. Today, our featured guest is courageous entrepreneur, Donald Spann. Now, Donald Spann is the owner, founder, CEO of uh, this wonderful company called Vicky Virtual. So that's vickyvirtual.com. And what Donald does is he provides a professional virtual receptionist service with highly trained, enthusiastic, U.S.-based agents at a fraction of the cost of hiring a full-time in-house receptionist. I know this for a fact. I have two receptionists, Donald, that one that works at each of our co-working spaces. I spend $30,000 a year for each of their salaries. Mm-hmm. Instead, I can hire you, right? And I have in, uh, for other services. So Donald, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that introduction I just made. Yeah, I mean, it's a great introduction. I feel uh, like a rock star a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, um, we, I own Vicky Virtual. Uh, I'm also working on a project called Care Virtual, which is Care Virtual Assistant, uh, Philippine State. Uh, and I previously uh, owned a cleaning company called Companion Maids, uh, based in Chicago. I uh, had a few other cleaning companies that were bought and sold. Uh, before that, there was a software company named Rentobo, which was uh, venture funded and eventually sold to a company called Gusto. Uh, so, this, you know, it's been a, a busy few years. <laughs> a busy few years. Got it. So let's get down right to it, right? Uh, take a minute and share with our audience uh, something personal about you that very few people in your business life know. Well, the biggest thing is that to this day, it's uh, really tough for me to envision being successful. Um, It's not difficult for me to say, hey, I can shoot for and acquire and have this number of clients for this business, which as a consequence means a certain amount of profit in my bank account. But uh, when I first set out to make a hundred grand, not just in revenue, but in profit, um, it, it's so hard, even, uh, it's hard for me to even, it's surreal to this day that it's a fact. Uh, but it's not hard for me to say, hey, I have 150 clients or, or whatever. And so uh, once I, I realized that and just sort of embraced it and focused on, okay, number of clients versus personal income, it made things easier. Why do you think that is? Why do you think like there's a mindset shift there? Like what I'm hearing you say is when you focus on, okay, Donald, this means you're successful and your brain actually rejects that thought. Like, no, you're not successful. Maybe you're still a failure. Maybe you're still, you'll never get there. Right. That's like the voice in your head. And then if you just focus on, Hey, once I get to X amount of clients, okay, I can do that. Why do you think there's a shift? Well, it's a, a very long story for me. Um, you know, I, I, growing up, I went to a, a very risky private school. Uh, if you look at t- tuition, it's in, in Chicago. If you look at t- tuition right now, I believe it's 38000 a year per kid. 
now. Uh, however, my family, we were middle class, we weren't rich. So I was on scholarship to go to this school, a partial scholarship financial aid. And so, uh, you know, I, I went to school with very affluent, wealthy people, the wealthiest people in Chicago, some billionaire families there. And so I, I was very close to and friends with people that just had a tremendous amount of, of wealth. And so I would see their lifestyles. And as you're grown up and you get older, you compare it to your own lifestyle. <laughs> and it's like, man, this is such a, a, a huge jump. I don't know how this is going to happen. And, uh, but I want it, right? You know, I want to be able to jump and move to the next level. But it's really hard to envision. Um, I guess there's some people that can, but for myself, it was really hard to envision actually being able to eventually make the jump from uh, being middle class, really, not poor, uh, to being affluent. I'm going to jump in right there. So Startup Nation, listen to what Donald's saying right now, because I know you can relate to this. If you grew up in a middle-class family, or more importantly, if you grew up in poverty, like I did, getting, changing the mindset, transforming the mindset from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset or a wealthy mindset can be so, so difficult. And, you know, Donald grew up in middle class and he struggles with that. Even to this day when he has success, it's in his hand. Like there's evidence, there's proof that Donald, you're successful, right? You look down at the numbers and you go, okay. But there's this experience that's missing of, wow, I really feel successful, right? And, then, and that's something in the, in the mind there. All right, let's uh, transition for a second here. Um, sure. Let's get down to business. Our audience loves context. How much revenue approximately did you bring in with Vicky Virtual in the past 12 months? In the past 12 months, uh, you know, I haven't given this number out, no, whatever. But in the past 12 months, we did roughly $750,000. Fantastic. And what do you want to track for in the next 12 months? Well, uh, our goal is over a million dollars in revenue. Awesome. And how many years into uh, this company are you, Donald? So as of January 1st, and today is the third, uh, as of January 1st, 2018, we are three years old. Wow. So cool. So in three years, um, you're looking and, and going into the fourth year, you're looking at going from zero in revenue to a million dollar company. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. I mean, three and a half years, uh, I would say on, on a month to month basis, pacing for a million dollars. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Really well done. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you're getting past that, that mindset, just, <laughs> just to, <laughs> to clarify. All right, cool. Um, now here's the, the big, hairy, ugly question. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100 K sometimes a full year, sometimes two years, sometimes they're four years in and they're still struggling. Why do you think that is? So the biggest thing is uh, I, I would play for many years by uh, having this. I, I talked a bit about making a jump and uh, essentially all it is is a jump. Every single company that I worked for in the past, I, I had a bunch of sales jobs and uh, sales management jobs. And uh, I was working for these companies. Sometimes they were very small, maybe 20 people. And I just, I, it was very difficult to even show up to work. I hated being an employee. 
I'm thinking to myself, man, I could own this company. This is uh, what could be done differently. But even though I felt at least, uh, I knew all the steps to potentially replicate the company I was working at. I thought there was some type of magic juice that I was missing that the owner had <laughs> that just uh, I didn't have yet. And, you know, one day I was stumble on a nugget. I was listening to all the, the gurus. Um, my first couple, like, uh, projects were, like, information-based uh, companies. I didn't have any revenue or anything, but I was just trying something. So really what changed uh, my life was finally just buckling down and starting, a, like, a real company. Mm. And so the... Uh, you know, actually going and, and uh, becoming part of something or if we're setting up an LLC and just taking action on that, right? Establishing an LLC. Um, and then just taking things one step at a time. And really it became, uh, it was a situation where before I realized that all of a sudden I had a company, right? So I, I did all of these things that weren't really associated with starting a real company. They were just associated with maybe doing an entrepreneurial project. Uh, whereas once I actually sat down and started a real company, that's when things changed. Love it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say right now, Donald, is when you sat down and you took action instead right. of just ideas, right? And thinking, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Or why is that guy superior to me? There must be something missing, right? I just don't have it. I got to keep coming up with concepts. I got to keep listening to gurus and new content and everything. And someday, someday that will be me. And we yeah. tend to live in someday for years, don't we? Yeah. And uh, I think the way out is to take consistent action towards the goal. What did you want to add there? Yeah. I mean, you know, just uh, about a week ago and I sent it to my, my sales rep uh, and my supervisor with Vicky. Um, there's still a YouTube video of me that's private <laughs> of uh, the first day I discovered internet marketing. And I was, you know, in the video, I'm like, oh man, it's, there's this really cool thing called SEO. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was just really excited about it. I was talking about information overload and I sort of said, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years, so I'm going to figure this out. But uh, seeing that back in 2009, it's just, I could sort of revisit where I was in terms of my thought process. Uh, I remembered the feelings I had of, I don't know how the heck this is going to happen. Uh, and it, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy thing to, to look back on. Man, I love it. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I talk about superpower a lot of, on this show. What I mean by superpower is what's the one thing that only you can do in your business and everything else you should let go of. What is your superpower in your Vicky virtual business? As far as myself, um, I'm good at putting things together. Uh, I, I grew up, I, I have a sort of a math quantitative brain. And so uh, I just like putting things together. Uh, early on when I was really, really, really under a lot of fire to just try to get to my first three grand in profit a month, that was my first real goal. I was happy doing anything and everything. My bills didn't matter. I was going broke. I had debt piling up. I just paid rent and I ate at a $500 a month apartment that was originally $350 a month. It was crappy. Nothing else mattered 
except me just taking every single piece and putting it together, putting it together, putting it together. Now, when Vicky started, I had a partner, which I'm not sure if you knew. But uh, he was really into marketing, so he did a lot of the content marketing. I was the one that put our site together, uh, decided which phone system we were going to use. And he was actually a little scared of, of doing that part. So his job was to write and create buzz. My job was to put everything together. So once it was put together, we were off to the races. That's cool. So I get that. So your superpower is building it, right? You're yeah. the builder. And uh, you need someone else to do the marketing and get the word out and all that other stuff because that's not your superpower. Good news is that's someone else's superpower and you can hire or partner with that person, right? So that's fantastic. Describe right. to us your biggest fail, uh, your biggest uh, mistake or your biggest setback uh, your first year in business. Uh, well, the first year, we, uh, a lot of people do this, but we tried to do almost everything. Uh, we were, we've sort of nailed down the scope of the task and the, the type of things that we handle as a company under our, under our uh, service menu. So at one point, one good example of that is we were doing backend work. And, uh, you know, early on it was fine. We had, we, our first day when we launched, we had, uh, I think, seven clients. And at the end of month one, we had maybe 15 to 20 clients. And maybe three or four of them needed us to use backend. Uh, and they were all actually the same exact system. Mm. Well, by month seven or eight, we had 25 to 30 different backend systems that we were managing for different clients. So, you know, we got to the point where uh, my partner and I were doing like YouTube videos, you know, doing trainings on every single new system that we were integrating. And as an agent taking calls for different companies the entire day and having 30 different backend systems and navigating that well while on a call in your head is impossible. So uh, people were ready to like go crazy. In October of that first year, after 10 months, we made the uh, pretty important decision to uh, get rid of backend work and it's really changed our business. That's fantastic. So Startup Nation, what Donald is saying there is that he made the common mistake of taking on too much for his clients, right? Wanting to be everything to everyone. Right. And it's a recipe for a disaster. And, and just misery, I, I would say, is the word, because we've done it too. And, right. you know, when you have that many different things you got to do and be responsible for. And it's just, it's daunting. It's overwhelming and you cannot deliver excellence for a consistent amount of time um, when you're past your capacity. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. And I, and I will add something there. Uh, part of the reason why it got to this point, and I think this is uh, especially in your first couple of ventures, it is important to an extent to do maybe more than you want. And the reason for that is because, when you're starting off, you want to just get as much revenue and clients as you can. And you might not know what is feasible to, uh, you know, what is feasible to service and what's not feasible. So we figured out what we could do and what we couldn't do. And then we scaled down after finding that out. I think that's powerful that you just added that, right? So uh, Startup Nation put in place a time period is what Donald, I'm hearing him say, is maybe it's three months. In three months, we're going to narrow down what products and services we offer our clients, right. right? And after three months, we need to get clear on that. 
and we need to cut things that aren't working, that are overwhelming, that are just bigger than what we are capable of. Get clear on that, what's working, and then move forward with that. So yeah. I love it. Cool. Donald, what fear? We all have fear. What fear was holding you back uh, your first year in business? Uh, first year with Vicky Virtual specifically was just being good enough to match or surpass the quality of our competitors. Because with the other stuff we started, it was really simplistic um, and it wasn't scary. But uh, the idea for Vicky Virtual, I, I had a cleaning company and my partner did it at the time as well. And we both got to the point around the same time where we needed call answer. I looked into our options. I didn't like any of them. Hmm. So I said, well, you know, maybe we could do this. So I spent literally a half hour, maybe an hour, sort of uh, reverse engineering our competitors and what they probably did to set their companies up. And uh, at that point, we realized, you know what, this, this might be possible. So I had one conversation with my uh, former partner, Micah, and he was in. Um, but long story short, you know, there was the initial excitement in the first week or so. And then uh, it was quickly replaced with fear. We kept working on it. We kept working on it while ignoring that fear. But it was, it's just a very scary thing. And you don't know, or we didn't know, until uh, after about three or four months where we were answering literally every single call. We thought the company would collapse if we ever missed one call. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. We thought the company would collapse if we ever missed one call. Um, but, you know, it, it, uh, that fear sort of got us through those first few months because, again, it, it, uh, it made us really go above and beyond. But we were terrified. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, so you pushed for excellence because you, you thought if we miss one call, everyone's going to leave us and they're going to go to our competitors because our competitors don't miss calls. Right, and there'll be 10 reviews online for more missed calls. <laughs> Ooh, and then your reputation, everything, right? Boom, boom, boom. Got it. How many hours did you put in your first year in business per week? Uh, the first year, you know, the entire year wasn't the same. Um, mm -hmm. the, it started off around, you know, 40, 50. Uh, in between May and July, it was somewhere around 80 to 100. And we were, we were going crazy. Um, and really, it was a good thing. We ended up taking on a lot of clients organically that we weren't. Actually, to this day, I'm not sure if you know it's Joseph, but to this day, we haven't spent one penny on paid marketing for, uh, for Vicky Virtual. Wow. Yeah, so that's about to change. But uh, long story short, we were gaining a lot of organic clients. Uh, and so we didn't anticipate that. It was just a huge surge in growth. We got, I think it was an 80% uh, client increase in, in, in June of 2015. So all of a sudden, we didn't have or anticipate uh, the, um, you know, the, the increase in call volume. So we didn't hire anyone. So it got to the point where my partner and I are taking calls. We didn't have time to look at resumes, let alone interview people put them through a process, hire them and train them. And again, we didn't want to ever miss one call. <laughs> so, uh, you know, finally we were about to kill ourselves and we said, listen, okay, 
I'm just gonna ignore certain calls. I'll be the the last call guy. My partner was the first backup. I was the last backup, and I finally just said, "Forget it," and got two people hired in like um, two or three weeks. Uh, and so once those people were hired, I scaled down to about you know a paltry sixty hours a week. <laughs> got it. Okay, so Startup Nation again. You're gonna hear this almost on every episode with every founder. Um, of successful businesses is they put in the hard work and they put in the long hours and that's what year one looks like in a business. And if you think it doesn't, you're probably not going to last. And that's what it comes down to. So find a business that you're, yeah, you love enough to put in the hard work. That doesn't mean you're going to love the hard work. There's a very clear distinction there, right? There's stuff like I do with this podcast, Donald, right? Mm -hmm. Like after you and I get off, I'm still doing some of my editing. I'm actually doing all my editing. I don't like doing editing of (laughs) audio files and video files. It's so boring to me. It's the work. It's the hard work I got to put in now in order to build this sustainably. So what was the best business advice you ever received, Donald? That is a... That is a, a difficult one. Um, I will say there were two books that, uh, well, three books. There were three books that had, that were the only three books that actually changed my mindset um, and I guess helped me grow in a business context. The first was uh, Rich Dad Porter. I read that when I was 15, 16 years old, and it just shattered everything. I was in such a bubble. Um, you know, it shattered everything. And I, I went from thinking I was going to just go straight to college, finish and get a job and figure it out later in terms of businesses to, oh man, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do at the college thing. And I actually ended up dropping out of college. Um, so Rick Dad Porter, that second book was uh, for our work week. Uh, that book was unreal in terms of uh, realizing what it's like to, to pursue the other direction, which is lifestyle entrepreneurship, right? So there's the Gary V's of the world that will go 100 hours a week for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I'm not like that. You know, this past year, I slowed down a lot. My average week uh, this past year was maybe 25, 30 hours. But, uh, you know, you had to establish ourselves to get to that point. And we had to create a lot of automation, a lot of processes, and really just make sure everything was ironclad before we did that. Um, so I don't want to take away the importance of that. Uh, so for our work with, and then the third was our world or the world in 2050. I can't remember the author of that book, hmm. but essentially uh, that it was written by a climate scientist uh, talking really mostly in the context of what our climate's going to look like in the year 2050 and what our world will look like as a result of that, politically, economically, socially. And so it, it just, it was such an eye-opening read. Um, it wasn't very biased at all. And it really gave me a lot of context uh, to emerging technologies and where our world is headed, which if you take advantage of those things, it allows for some great business opportunities. Love it. And you know, the four-hour work week, uh, Tim Ferriss talks so much about hiring virtual assistants to do the work, right? And you own a virtual assistant company, right? Um, Kara Virtual, right? And so 
Startup Nation, if you need to, if you want that four-hour work week um, and you love that book, you know, Donald's that guy that can provide those services for you to achieve that. Donald, share one of your daily habits that, have, that has helped you to get to where you are today. So, and, you know, I'll be honest, I, I used to have uh, a lot more processes personally that I adhere to. Over the last year, that's really fallen apart. Uh, in the last two months, I've uh, recommitted to, uh, to having habits. And so one of those habits is simply writing things down. <laughs> um, you know, I've always written down certain ideas and, and you know, little nuggets of, of information I will get. But uh, my best approach personally for being productive was to have a list that needed to be done, just have it up on one page. I, I have it on my MacBook in the notes, that like little notes app built into a MacBook. And I just have an ongoing task list and I literally work through it one by one. If the next task is annoying, who cares? Work through it one by one, get it done. Um, so rather than, and you know, there's, there's different approaches for everyone. But for me, it wasn't a matter of prioritizing, uh, you know, which task are sexier, just uh, usually the unsexiest stuff is the stuff that had to get done first. So I'll write it down and get it done. Now, let me ask you this, right? Because there's arguments on both sides of the fence with that mm -hmm. as far as prioritizing your task. And many of the experts say prioritize at the top the three different tasks for the day that uh, lead to profit, right? Mm -hmm. That lead to revenue. And then everything else is secondary. Do you agree with that or do you challenge that? I agree with that. And the reality is that I don't put my entire laundry list on that task list, right? Because you never run out of things to do. But if it ends up on the task list, by default, it's pretty high priority. Okay, I get that. That clears that up. Uh, share with us one of your um, favorite website. What is your favorite website, app, or digital resource, and why? Reddit. Uh, Reddit is a, a, it's, it's just, I mean, Reddit is the entire internet. Right, um, you know it, the if you're unfamiliar with Reddit, if some of your listeners are for whatever reason <laughs> unfamiliar with Reddit, uh, it is a forum that enables any user to submit a link of any article. They can submit a picture or a text post, and so through those three different ways of posting, I think it's six percent of the entire U.S. is on Reddit. And so um, the system of not just posting, but also uploading and downvoting enables uh, interesting content to be crowdsourced to the front page. And so rather than a news source like HuffPost or WashPost or whatever, sort of curating what they think is the most interesting stuff and then, you know, trying to hit viral audiences, uh, Reddit only will have things hit the front page that are viral. And so because it's viral, it is actually interesting. The crowd, the audience has, has already determined to, it to be interesting. So if you go to the front page of Reddit, I'm seeing impactful things. And I follow the entrepreneurship subreddit, I follow news and all, you know, funny stuff. And so I would stumble across all kinds of things that led to great discoveries. The reason I started a cleaning business was because I stumbled on a post on Reddit. And that cleaning company also did six figures the first year. Um, and so Reddit has just been a tremendous resource. 
Got it. I think that was one of the best uh, breakdowns of Reddit that I've heard. So really well done on that. And <laughs> final question in this round, if you will, of our show, what's the one thing that you want Startup Nation, our listeners, to really get, to really know about being successful in business? So really it just comes down to uh, everyone has a different approach. And uh, you need to find what your approach is and then commit to it and take action. I mean, the really, the reason why so many people that are successful say the same thing over and over again is because it's true. Eliminate the, uh, the, the haze of magic about uh, needing some type of nugget to, you know, take that next step forward and just do something. It's better to fail fantastically than it is to sit around and look for the something, the thing that will stop you from failure. Love it. So take action, Startup Nation. Take action. Donald, my favorite part of the show, welcome to the hustle round. This is where I ask you three quick, uh, sorry, 12 quick fire questions. Uh, and you'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. Are you ready? Wow, I was not ready for this and I'm ready now. <laughs> what is your favorite sound? Music. What is your least favorite sound? Farting. <laughs> when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, shaft. Got it. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Spiders. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Analyzing. What secret fear do you have about people? That they are, um, that they're not telling the truth, being honest. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? To focus on what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. What is a new habit you want to form? Consistency. What is a bad habit you want to break? Inconsistency. <laughs> that, was, that was too easy. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Renewed, determined, happy. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Hungry, determined, hopeful. Got it. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. He made an impact on his family and on the world. Awesome. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Well, it sort of depends on what I died. <laughs> but... Uh... Say so you yeah. died tomorrow, not to say that you are. Okay. If I died tomorrow, I What's would say... What's the one piece of advice you would say to them? Advice, advice. Um, enjoy your life. I believe you're only here once. Um, so don't... I would recommend that you don't rest in the uh, comfort of mediocrity and go for what you actually want to do. It doesn't have to be business. 
but pursue what you really want to do. Everyone dies regardless. Everyone dies regardless, Startup Nation. Start working. <laughs> or taking action. Donald, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I do have a website, uh, donaldspan.com. That's Donald, S-P-A-N-N.com. Um, and, I, you know, Kara helped. Kara Virtual was mentioned a few times. Uh, you can reach and find out more information about that. Uh, Kara helps, H-E-L-P-S dot com. And then uh, finally, uh, Vicky Virtual, which is V-I-C-K-Y-V-I-R-T-U-A-L dot com. Gotcha. And uh, you told me before we got on, you had a special offer for our listeners of Startup Nation with Vicky Virtual. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm really excited to offer your listeners uh, not only, and I decided to be generous because uh, Joseph is such a, a cool guy. Um, so normally there's a sign-up fee of $50. We waive that. And in addition, I've never offered this. We're offering six months off of services at a 10% discount. So six full months of our service, 10% off, plus a $50 waive sign-up fee. That's fantastic. And take 10 seconds and share what is the biggest benefit? How do our, our listeners benefit from uh, using your service? So um, once you get past the, the very start of your company, sometimes uh, you're going to want to start to leverage yourself as quickly as possible. Vicky Virtual offers a easy, inexpensive way to begin to leverage your business and focus on growth. Got it. So Startup Nation, listen to what Donald's saying. If you're anywhere in the world, uh, especially if you're a U.S. client, um, you're going to go to vickyvirtual.com forward slash first 100K to get that special discounted offer that Donald is offering you very generously. Uh, that He's waiving the $50 sign-up fee, and he's giving you 10% off for the first six months of using his service. He's never offered that before. That is special just to you as listeners of First 100K. Uh, that's fantastic. And then if you are outside of the U.S. and you need a virtual assistant, or you're inside the U.S. and need a virtual assistant, uh, you can go to caravirtual.com. Um, uh, sorry, carahelps.com mm -hmm. uh, um, and use uh, Donald's uh, virtual assistant services right there and kind of start building your four-hour work week, right? And that's exciting. Nice. Donald, <laughs> awesome job. Thanks for joining us today. And I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Thank you. And likewise. Cheers. Startup Nation, want to grow your business faster than you ever imagined? Head over to first100k.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you are made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll catch you on the next show. Cheers.